This is Wired Up with Matt Kennedy and Jerry Peralta on KMSA 91.3. Where is it at? Where is it? I'm looking through windows and I still can't see it. Where is the motivation to finish through Dead Week? Uh, I can't I, see anywhere. I don't have any. <laughs> it's gone. It's gone. Uh, Just before this, I was writing an essay. After this, I'll be going to do more homework. And then this weekend, guess what that's filled with? Homework. Homework. Studying. Finals. Yeah. Not test. I have one test. But mass comm people, communications people, <laughs> journalism. You can relate. We got projects. We got projects to do galore for days. Endless amounts. Yes. What's my nose in it? <laughs> but you know what? Let's take a break. Let's take a break from all the craziness in finals week. Let's enjoy one hour of good sports talk radio, some good conversation, some debates. We'll listen to some clips. And then we'll go about our day and then cry afterwards. But for now, no crying. Matt Kennedy, Jared Pearl to Wild. I've already cried, friend. though. KMSA, <laughs> music for the Cardinal Master Mavericks. Oh, yeah, Jerry's crying. Uh, I'm, I'm crying on the inside right now. It hurts. Today on the show, we're going to start off with some breaking news here within the NFL world. Two star players, two most iconic players in the Seattle Seahawks history, Cam Chancellor and Doug Baldwin, have been released. They're donezo. They're gone. Yep. The yep. LB of old is no more. No, no more. Uh, yeah, I was in class the moment I saw this news break, and the moment I saw it, I immediately texted you. I was like, we need to talk about this. This is big. Before I let you mope a little bit, Jerry, and, and yeah, of course, you'll, you'll be doing all the talking with yeah, that Yeah, I'll one. be doing all the talking, and then I'll get your opinion on some of these After situations. That, we'll talk about the Broncos starting their OTAs. I know, Jerry, you want to talk Seahawks, which we will. We'll, but we'll discuss we'll, both of and them. And then we'll, ta- yeah, then we'll talk some, some, uh, some Denver Broncos. They start OTAs and want to talk about their defense situation and the Vic Fangio effect, which will officially take place officially starting this Sunday. Also, the Carwood Avalanche are no longer within the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. They were eliminated by San Jose. We will discuss and recap that final controversial Game 7, which sent the Avalanche away. And are the Warriors now done without KD? Are the Rockets going to be able to come back and finish that series off after being down 2 to nothing? Now they're down 3-2. to two. And then we'll wrap it up with our clips of the week. But, Jerry, I'll pass it over to you. Yeah. Today, Doug Baldwin and Cam Chancellor were released as of 2.53, put the exact time. Yep. And please explain the reasoning and, and please explain the reaction for the Seahawks country. So uh, so going into this, at two, and like Matt said, at 2.53, it was announced that Seattle had terminated both contracts for both Cam Chancellor and Doug Baldwin, both Big-time players, and they were part of the remaining few from the twenty from the 2014-2015 Super Bowl champions championship run that Seattle had. Um, main reason they were they their contracts were terminated. They weren't released. They weren't cut. Their contracts were terminated uh, because they both failed their physical designations. Cam Chancellor, obviously, Which really, I'm sorry. That, that really is just a sad way to go out, though. That you know, is, after the injuries, and it's just. It is, and for Cam Chancellor, I'm not gonna lie. I was expecting, I was hat, I was kind of excited when Seattle put him on IR last season because 
that left room for maybe hope that he was going to be able to come back into the NFL and maybe take out and be that leader now that yeah. Earl Thomas and Richard Sherman were gone. But that was not the case. Cam Chancellor had had sustained a neck injury back in 2017, and due to that, he is unfortunately never going to be able to play again. And, you know, it, that really hurts Seattle. Now Seattle's looking at a really young defense with your – main veterans being KJ Wright and Bobby Wagner. Um, Doug Baldwin, his career is just up in the air at the moment. He just had his second uh, surgery of the off season. He's had a knee. He had a knee procedure done at the beginning of this, of the off season, but Pete head coach, Pete Carroll described that as it was a non-surgical one. So How old is Doug Baldwin? Doug Baldwin. I don't think he can, he's not that old. Let's, Quickly look that up. Because to have your failed physical at such a... He's 30. So he's right in the, I wouldn't say prime, but in the decline of his career, right at the start of the decline. Yeah. Rather sooner than, than most people would. We I can give you another example. People like Demarius Thomas yeah. who are around the exact same age and then they start to decline after one or two injuries. Now they're never really the same. Of course, yeah. DT is still playing. He's with the New England Patriots now. We'll see how long that goes. But yeah, somebody like Doug Baldwin and Camp Chancellor who have been iconics. Yeah, for the Seahawks within the last decade or so, everybody from that old Super Bowl team, or at least the core, the core of those guys have have since moved on, or of or course retired. Cliff Cliff Averill is another example. He was also part of that 2014-2015 championship team. Uh, big defensive end there alongside Michael Bennett, and he had to retire the same way as Cam Chancellor is looking at right now. Severe neck injury, so that has played a factor. And both guys, captains of their of the team, Doug Baldwin. Yeah, he was on the decline of his. He was on that. He hit that point where we were probably going to start seeing more of a decline in play. But he was still a big factor. He was able to. He was one of those guys along with Tyler Lockett who was able to uh, make big plays, bring in you know keep Seattle in games, and make these miraculous catches. He was quick on his feet. He was. And he was a good captain to that receiving core, you know, the being the veteran that he was. Um, so the fact that his career is up in the air is is really sad. And it, it 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 was to be expected for Doug Baldwin, just mainly because he had that he had that second surgery. So his physical designation probably was not going to be a good one anyway, spe- especially considering it was really recent. Uh, Baldwin even had was just had an injury filled uh, 2018 season, which really hurt him in the end. But I mean, Seattle planning ahead of time prepared for the inevitability that they were going to be without Doug Baldwin, you know, and they drafted, picked up, picked up a guy in DK Metcalf who is going to be that go-to starter now to alongside his expectations now have gone through. If we expect he was, one of the most prominent athletes at the NFL draft this year yeah. at the combine. He yep. was, he was picked high simply because of his physical stature. And now yep. he's being expected to be a guy like Des Bryant, a guy like Calvin Johnson to perform mm-hmm. at that level, a guy like Doug Baldwin. Well, and it's, it's going to be interesting because he's now he, you have DK Metcalf and side and side by side with Tyler Lockett. Um, Is that and, the best one, two combo that they could produce right now? Uh, at the moment, they have they have some other guys, and I just can't, I'm I'm drawing blanks on some names You're here, fine. but that's gonna that's gonna be that's not gonna be what's the word I'm looking for is it's 
the ideal situation for Seattle at the moment. You you need you did need DK Metcalf to come in and really start shining. And as far as his as far as the rookie minicamp is going, he is actually exceeding expectations for Seattle. He is really shining. Sure. So, That's good. And the, and the good thing with DK Metcalf is he is a he is the same style of receiver that Tyler Lockett is. They're both vertical style mm-hmm. receivers. So and both have their big speed. So with that, that's going to be able to they're going to be able to spread out the defense way more in that secondary, which in Seattle's case, when they now that they're trying to transition back to a run offense, that's really going to help them out in the long run because now with the secondary spread out, you can actually have your running backs go go for white wider runs than you expected. Um, And even with Cam Chancellor, they Seattle drafted Marquise strong safety, Marquise Blair uh, to fill the gap of try and fill that gap of losing both Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas. Now, uh, now Uh, in the past last season, you had guys like Tedrick Thompson out of Colorado and uh, Bradley McDougal, who really stepped up and showed that they could be the guys to take over if Seattle was to lose both Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas, which obviously has happened. So this Seattle defense is going to be a really young defense, and they're going to need a lot of – it's going to be a lot of rebuilding here for the defense in Seattle. Offensively, they're look they're looking fine. You, you still have Russell Wilson. Tyler Lockett's still there. Um, you have Chris Carson, who played phenomenal in his 20, in the 2018 season. So – there's there's a lot of options on the offensive side. Defensively, Seattle's going to be looking to rebuild. Uh, just to give some quick stats for both Doug Baldwin and Cam Chancellor in Seattle. Doug Baldwin, a two-time Pro Bowler, 493 receptions, 6,563 yards, and 49 touchdowns in his career in Seattle. So undraft, and he was undrafted in the uh, undrafted free agent from that uh, draft draft class. Uh, Cam Chancellor, four-time Pro Bowler, uh, 12 interceptions, nine forced fumbles, 17 tackles for losses, and a total of 1,075 total tackles in his career at Seattle. So, I mean, you you being a Bronco fan, you're looking in at this. Where do you think Seattle's going to have to go from here then? They can no longer rely on their old identity. No. They, on, which, on which they were. This is going to be a completely new team. They can no longer rely on their past stars because, of course, they don't have any past stars anymore. All that they have left is is Russell Wilson from well, really they, from that they, court, they still have Bobby Wagner and well, KJ Wright. Offensive, offensive offensively, offensive yeah, because that's where they're going to have to find their identity. And now is in the offense. Russell Wilson, man, he was before younger, talented player that he still is filled the role of of one of the lesser leaders on the team. But now he is automatically going to have to take that primary role as the prime leader on the primary role as a prime leader. Yeah, I guess that goes primary well. captain. He's going to take that, that primary offense. captain role, of the offense. There's nobody really around him that can elevate his game because he is the one that has to elevate everybody else now. So now oh. Russ Wilson, Pete Carroll and geez, uh, who, who else is left on that offense? That, that is from the, from that 2015 or just from two years ago, from two years ago, uh, Chris Carson and Tyler Lockett, really. I mean, that's really about it. So they're going to have to take about a year or two to really re- rebuild and get back to that status that they want to be at. I don't see this year being highly successful for the, for the Seahawks, at least what they it, are it's gonna, normally accustomed to. It's going to be a challenge to have the same level of success that they're used to. Yeah, and ESPN and like and the NFL, they're, they are already predicting that Seattle most likely is going to go 
eight and eight on the season. This is definitely which an eight and eight team. It, it's definitely looking like it, but with luckily for Seattle, they were they were supposed to be an eight and eight team last season. But you know you have, but now you have guys. There's still a lot of talent on this team, sure. and it's a lot of young talent. Now they and now, to, now they have to find a new identity. They have to be able, to, yeah, find and, the new identity and they have to be able to get these young guys to establish their presence early and often. And I could see that happening. I honestly, I still think Seattle can pull out a winning season. They may not win the, they may not win that division, oh, the not. NFC West, for a couple of years. That's mm-hmm. still going to be the challenge because you still have the LA Rams who are dominant. just on all bases. And then now you have the Arizona Cardinals who are starting to build a new foundation that, and San Francisco, who's also looking to rebuild their own foundation. So you're, the challenges are there and it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to watch this next season and how Seattle's going to bounce back from this uh, situation. Don't mean to cut you off chair. When we come back, switch it to the mile high city, Denver Broncos, previewing the OTAs, making a jerk pearl to wind up.